Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. They always ask, who you got? Lakers or Clippers? Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the World Series and the opening week of college football, which, by the way, is not that far away. You know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and MyBookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to MyBookie.com if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. Now, on with the show. The following is a HoopBall presentation. What is up, Bulls fans, and welcome to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. We are back because the Bulls have made news in free agency. Let me tell you this before we go any further. This podcast is brought to you by MyBookie, Manscaped, and ExpressVPN. Go check out all of our awesome sponsors, and we thank them for being a part of the Hoop Ball family. I had made mention of on our prior episode that one of the reasons why I had not been recording is that the Bulls weren't making news. They weren't in the playoffs, and they weren't in the draft lottery. So there was really nothing to talk about. What there was to talk about, though, is speculation. And I'm not a big speculation guy. I don't want to research 10 different scenarios only to have maybe one of them come true. We don't get paid to make basketball decisions. That's what the basketball people do. That's why you have Arturis Karnishevis and Mark Eversley, and to a smaller extent, Billy Donovan, making those decisions. You brought those people in for a reason. And now, as free agency is opened, the Bulls have made the biggest splash of pretty much anybody. So on the opening day of free agency on Monday... The Bulls agreed to a sign-and-trade with the New Orleans Pelicans that would bring Lonzo Ball to Chicago in exchange for Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick. The contract for Lonzo Ball is a four-year, $85 million deal. Here are a couple of stats on Lonzo Ball that I think are critical. He made more three-pointers last year than the following players. Trey Young... Paul George, Bradley Beal, Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, Seth Curry, and LeBron James. He averaged 14.6 points per game last year, a career high, along with 41% shooting from the field, 
38% shooting from three-point range, and 78% shooting from the free-throw line. All of those career highs. But before we talk about Lonzo Ball specifically, we have to talk about the Bulls' other free agent additions. Later that day, the Bulls, for some reason, signed Alex Caruso to a four-year, $37 million contract. Alex Caruso is an elite on-ball defender. He does not have much of an offensive game, though. So this is somebody that you're going to bring in in defensive situations. I think the Bulls overpaid for this guy. I don't care how good you are defensively. Somebody that averages 5.6 points per game is not worth $9 million a year. He's just not. But Alex Caruso was a cult hero for the LA Lakers and is apparently going to become the new Brian Scalabrini for the Chicago Bulls. We all remember what Scal was during his years on the bench mob. And then the Bulls yesterday pulled off this trade, a sign-and-trade with the San Antonio Spurs that delivered the Bulls DeMar DeRozan on a three-year, $85 million contract in exchange for Thaddeus Young, a future first-round pick, and two future second-round picks. DeMar DeRozan is the guy that the Bulls have been looking for at the wing spot for a long time. And that's somebody that the Bulls really haven't had since Jimmy Butler. Now, it's worth noting that DeMar DeRozan is a slasher. He's somebody that's going to get his points in the paint. Why do I say that? Because his career best for a single-season three-point percentage is 33.8%. He had that with the Raptors in 2015-16. He's only had three seasons in his NBA career where he's had a three-point percentage above 30. So he's not going to be a guy that shoots a lot from the outside. However, his last three years, all with the Spurs, he has had his three highest, excluding his rookie year, his three highest field goal percentages. 2018-19, he shot it at 48.1%. In 2019-20, in 68 games... 53.1%, and last year at 49.5%. This will be upcoming his 13th season in the NBA. He is 31 years old. So the Bulls getting him on a three-year deal is him in his prime. So now you have a Bulls starting lineup that consists of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Nikola Vucevic with bench options in Kobe White, Io DeSumo, Alex Caruso, Troy Brown Jr., Marco Siminovich, and Devon Dodson, amongst others, and the roster is not yet complete. By the way, going into some points-per-game totals on DeMar DeRozan, he has averaged over 20 points per game in each of his last eight seasons. That is an elite scorer that you not only add to two other elite scorers in Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, a developing Patrick Williams, who has the ability, in my opinion, to score over 15 points a game and grab eight boards per game, and Lonzo Ball, who is developing into a much better offensive player. Now, to go into the specifics of what this Bulls team is right now, here's what we have to lay out. Lonzo Ball is a good off-ball defender, He is not a great on-ball defender. He is turned into a better outside shooter 
But the Pelicans sort of made him an outside shooter. They didn't want him driving to the lane. And I think the Bulls are going to ask him to drive a little bit more because he has the athleticism to do so. He'll play in the pick and roll off of Nikola Vucevic, but not nearly as much as Zach Levine is going to because Levine is just the more skilled offensive player. Ball is going to help run the offense and keep everything in system. He moves well without the ball. And one of his greatest assets is his ability to pass, very much like the asset of Nikola Vucevic. DeMar DeRozan is not a very good defender, and that's my biggest concern when it comes to him, is that he is not going to be that backline help when somebody has to drop down into the key. He's not going to come out on his man. So right now, in the projected Bulls starting lineup, you have three minus defenders in DeRozan, Vucevic, and to an extent, Zach Levine, although his defense has been getting better. Williams is the best defender you have, and Lonzo Ball is an above-average defensive basketball player. But let me lay out the contract situations for everybody on this roster. Zach Levine is a free agent after this upcoming season, and their biggest goal is to get him extended as soon as possible. Nikola Vucevic has two years left on his deal with the first year beginning this upcoming season. Kobe White, same thing before he hits unrestricted free agency. DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball, three-year deal and four-year deal respectively. What does this mean? The Bulls are looking to compete right now. And at the moment, the only guys that are guaranteed to be on this roster three years from now, at least implying a Zach Levine extension or Levine, Patrick Williams, and Lonzo Ball. I don't know if you're going to want to have DeMar DeRozan three years from now because he'll be 34 years old and he will have 15 years of experience in the NBA under his belt at that point. I'm not sure that's the guy you want to keep longer than three years. But the Bulls have basically put a competitive window of three years, two to three years, in this current timetable. They have built their roster to compete for a playoff spot, and more importantly, they have put themselves in a position to compete for a top-four spot in the Eastern Conference this upcoming year. And that, to me, is what is the most exciting part about what Chicago has done in free agency over the course of the first two and a half days. I read somewhere that in terms of wins above replacement, the Bulls have added the most wins above replacement from last year to this year in terms of the roster, and that is at plus 7.6. So in theory, you have added seven wins to your win total from last year, and assuming that everything goes better in year two under the Billy Donovan system than it did in year one, mainly looking at Nikola Vucevic in terms of how he gels in the system, it's going to be a whole heck of a lot better on the west side for the 2021-2022 Chicago Bulls than it was for last year's iteration of the team. There's going to be a lot of growth. However, we have to recognize that there is a lot of roster turnover. Thad Young is gone. I think the Bulls wanted to keep him, but we're going to get into why they didn't after the break. We're going to take a quick break in just a moment, but I want to finish this point first before we do. Thad Young is gone. Tomas Sadoransky, who was your primary point guard, combo guard off the bench, he's gone. Daniel Tice, who was probably your best rim protector, is now in Houston. 
I don't consider losing Garrett Temple at age 35 to be that big of a loss, but he's a really good bench piece, and he's gone. Oh, and I forgot to mention in the DeMar DeRozan trade, they were able to dump the contract of Al Farouk Aminu. So that's $10.5 million, or $10.1 million, whatever I said in the last episode, I believe it was 10.1, that's money that you get off of the books. And to me, that is a big benefit to Chicago for this upcoming year in terms of adding auxiliary pieces to go along with the three main guys that you've added in free agency thus far. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll talk about the details of some of the trades, who's departing, and the big matzo ball that's hanging out there in regards to Lowry Markkinen. This is the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast on the Hoop Ball Network. Today's episode has been brought to you by Manscaped, our go-to for men's below-the-waist grooming products. Manscaped's new product alert, whoop, whoop, whoop. It's time to stop, drop, and order this brand-new shaving kit that they just launched. Introducing the Ultra Smooth Package, a specialized groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth your most sensitive areas. I'm talking about their new Crop Shaver, Crop Exfoliator, and Crop Gel. It's time to crop that bush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code HOOPBALL20. Welcome back into the HoopBall Chicago Bulls podcast here on the HoopBall Network. I am Greg Mraz, the host of this program. So let's talk about what this trade means for the Bulls in the long term. They've given up significant draft capital. They still have a first-round pick next year, and they still have a first-round pick in 2024. But they've given up a lot of picks for the short term, and that's concerning. Maybe Arturis Karnishevis at some point will make a trade with Oklahoma City in order to get some draft capital back, but at this point, he's given away a significant amount of it in the trades that he's made as a member of the Chicago Bulls front office. And it's really three trades, mainly. The Magic trade for Vucevic, the trade in New Orleans, and that was only a second-round pick, and the trade to San Antonio where you gave up a lot more. Three picks in total. But here's why you had to do that, or at least my deduction of the reasoning for why you had to include the assets that you did. Number one is Al Farouk Aminu. The Bulls took on Al Farouk Aminu in order to give up less going back to Orlando in the trade that got them Vucevic, that being Wendell Carter Jr. and a protected first-round pick, which ended up going to the Magic anyway as it was top four protected. So Al Farouk Aminu was away from the Magic to dump money. Now the Bulls, as they moved forward, knew that Al Farouk Aminu was a big albatross on their balance sheet for next year. $10.1 million for a guy that you really have no use for, and that barely played at all when he was a member of the Bulls for the last half of 2020-21. So they wanted to find a way to get rid of him. San Antonio was a good partner. But the biggest issue here revolved around Lowry Markkinen, and here's why. The Bulls wanted to partner with the Spurs as a sign-and-trade DeRozan for Aminu and Lowry Markkinen. The problem was is that Markkinen thought that he was worth way more than he actually was. 
as reports came out earlier today that both him and Kelly Oubre are still on the free agent market because they completely overvalued what they were worth. And as one report put it, they do not have the resumes to garner the type of money that they wanted. We talked about last year how Lowry Markkinen and the Bulls could not come to an extension because he thought he was worth $18-plus plus million a year, and the Bulls only thought he was worth in the range from 11 to 15. Lowry Markkinen's vision of himself is completely delusional and why he has not signed a contract anywhere yet, and more importantly, why he was not able to be included in this sign-and-trade deal. Because, in theory, a stretch four that can shoot is a perfect fit for the Greg Popovich system. But they couldn't make it work because Lowry Markkinen thinks he's worth a lot more than he actually is. So the Bulls had to include somebody that they didn't want to include, that being Thad Young, whose contract is not only fully guaranteed, but for the Spurs, who are about to enter a big rebuild, or so you would think, get an expiring contract that they can hold on to and flip mid-season for somebody that needs an asset like Thad Young at age 33, going on 34. As for Lowry Markkinen himself, the Bulls extended to him the qualifying offer, which means he's a restricted free agent. Anybody that signs him to an offer sheet, the Bulls can match it. However, they probably won't match it. They don't want to match it. They've made it clear that they don't want him as a part of their future. At least not for the money that he is asking. So the Bulls have to turn elsewhere. And I think that the Bulls need to focus on rim protection. Aaron Baines was just released by the Toronto Raptors earlier today. That's a guy that I wouldn't mind having as a backup post player. That's somebody that I don't mind playing 15 to 25 minutes a night. The Bulls signed Tyler Bay to a two-way contract, the former Dallas Mavericks first-round pick, who only spent one year in the Mavericks organization, was an elite post defender at Colorado in his three years in Boulder. Omari Spellman is on their summer league roster. He has a multitude of NBA experience. He stands at 6'8", 245. Those two guys, along with Marco Saminovich, who's at 6'11", are your primary options as a rim protector. Who else is out there in terms of guard play, in terms of wing play? There aren't a ton of great options available. Dennis Schroeder and Reggie Jackson are probably the two best guard options on the table that are not yet signed, but those are positions that you don't need. You have those already. You fulfilled those with Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso and guys you already have in Zach Levine and Kobe White. Then there's Kelly Oubre, who I believe could be a good wing player for the Bulls. The problem is, is like Lowry Markkinen, he's somebody that thinks he's worth a lot more than he actually is. And the Golden State Warriors probably would like to bring him back if they're able to. He gelled well with them last year, at least up until the end. They, by the way, signed to a veteran minimum, Otto Porter Jr. So, old friend alert, out in the Bay Area. But the Bulls are basically dealing with a roster that they're going to have to fill out with guys that are not considered elite-level players. That's just where we stand at this point in free agency. The Bulls have made their mark. They're really not doing anything else. It's just a matter of whether or not Lowry Markkinen is a part of this team for next year. By the way, at least in the history of the Chicago Bulls, 
it is not unprecedented for a player to actually sign that one-year qualifying offer. Ben Gordon did it back in 2008. And once you play the single year on the qualifying offer, you're an unrestricted free agent that following year. So maybe it's a way for Lowry Markkinen to boost his stock back up and get himself a bigger contract in the 2022-23 offseason cycle. He may have to bet on himself and return to the Bulls because the Bulls weren't able to do a sign-and-trade with him and San Antonio, which was probably his best option in terms of a future destination. So the marketing question is still a giant, big, fat question mark, as opposed to a big, fat, giant question mark. You could reorder all of those words and take one word out. doesn't matter. But in terms of returners to the roster, he's the biggest question mark. And there will be a lot more questions to be answered in the following days and weeks to come based on what the Bulls do to fill out the rest of this roster. We'll have a lot more to come on this, and we'll have a lot more shows coming down the stretch here on the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. I am hoping to have Lyle Swithenbank on to talk Lonzo Ball at some point in the next week, and we're hoping to get somebody on from the San Antonio Spurs or the Toronto Raptors, at least that covers the team, to discuss DeMar DeRozan. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. This has been another episode of the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. Go Bulls! This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's up, Hoop Ballers? It's your host, David, here to tell you about ExpressVPN. Now, ExpressVPN is an incredible service that affords you the protection, privacy, and security while you are online that you deserve. But did you know that you can also use it to access a limitless amount of international titles from your favorite streaming platforms? That's right. Hulu, YouTube, Netflix, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is the one for you. It's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. If you visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com slash hootball, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN completely free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash hootball. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.